Hello and welcome back to the Angel Be For Real podcast where you can get your inspiration, motivation, education, and a few laughs a time or two. I'm going to jump right into it. This episode is unscripted, the real estate reality. Okay, let's jump right into it. Hey, sellers, I know you're out there. I got a few calling me. You can still make your money. It's not it's not over. Now, unless you owe all of the money based on what you're selling it, then, you know, in the in depending on your situation, that may be still for you to have a clean, a clean getaway from the property. But if you've owned your house for a while, a couple years or longer, 15, 20, however long, yes, you're going to make some money. Yes, you're going to make a lot of money if you don't owe a lot on your house. Duh. But the bottom line is, do you have a knowledgeable agent who's going to set you up for success? Are they going to be honest about what you may need to upgrade in your house? Are they going to be honest about what the market is? We don't make the pricing. You have an idea of what you want to make, but the market makes the price. The market drives the business. So get you a knowledgeable agent. Call me. I would like if you're in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, call me and I can help you. I can guide you. I can advise you. But, yes, you still should be selling your property if that's what, what a goal of yours was the last six months or the next six months. You should still do it. Just get a knowledgeable agent on the buyer side. Folks are calling me asking me, hey, am I going to pay a ridiculous amount of money in my interest rate because it's so high? Uh, you're not going to pay what the three percenters paid, but they may have paid twenty, thirty thousand over the list price, which it balances out because you got a low interest rate, you paid a little more, now you got a little higher interest rate, you pay a little less maybe. But here's the thing for you buyers: the banks are giving away money. There's grant programs in different counties, in different cities, in different states. There's all kind of incentives for the banks to get you all to come into them, meaning they're giving percentage discounts on the rate. They're giving money towards your down payment. They're giving money towards your closing costs. Now, I'm going to keep it real because that's what I do. You are not going to buy your house with no money unless you're in a program or have a product that requires that or gives you that depending on like the area, like a USDA loan or, you know, first-time home buyers. You think if you're a first-time home buyer, that means you don't have to pay a down payment. You do. You may get it at a, a fraction of the cost, but you do. You have to save your money. You have to have some money to put down. You have to have two months worth of whatever your mortgage is going to be in your account. Tax time is coming up. Don't go spending that money on some new clothes, some new Gucci and some new wigs and some, some new stilettos and and new couches and shit, if you know that you want to buy property, save that money. 10000 can go a long way if you put your mind to it. you got to put your mind to it. Interest rates right now, this is January. It's just the end of January. So right now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, this is January 2023. Interest rates is around 6.2 to 6.5. They were 7.3 30 days ago. The interest rate can change within a day or two. It fluctuates. But wouldn't you rather be the one who bought the house at 6.2% instead of at 8% that it might go up to if something else catastrophic happens? You know, we got Ukraine and Russia having a time over there. 
you know, and then, you know, all this other stuff going on. You just never know. So saying you want to wait till the interest rate goes down, that's not going to happen. It's not ever going back to 3%. It's not, well, at least, let me take that back. I can't say ever. No time soon. Okay? No time soon. Not in the next three, four, five, seven years. It's not. If we get to five, we'll be happy. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be grateful. I'll be grateful if it gets back to 5%. Listen, I'm about to buy a house. I'm not going to wait. I sold my house when the, when the, when the rates was really low and it was a, it was a rat race. I sold my house. I made a ton of money. I'm thankful. I waited helping my clients. I didn't buy a house last year like I should have. But I was one of those people still as an agent with that mindset. I don't really want to pay over a certain amount. I know what I'm looking at, but I should have and just tried to negotiate the best price possible. But now I have no choice. I have to buy another house. So I'm grateful for 6%, 5%. I'm trying to make sure I get my house before it, before it goes up, if it goes up. It may go down. It may go up. You can't worry about that. You date the rate you buy the house. You buy the house at the rate that it is. You get your knowledgeable agent. I keep saying that, knowledgeable agent. There's a lot of bad actors out here, guys. You get that knowledgeable agent to get you to the finish line, to get that negotiation you need, to get that seller help, to get that, that product that the lender has, to get you the assistance you may need, the grant you may need. And you buy your house. You keep your credit good. In a year or two, if it goes down, a, a, a 1% or whatever that, that makes your, your rate go down, you refinance and then you get that lower rate. That's just how it works. You can't be stuck in, I want to do it this. I want to do it when it's later. I'm going to wait. Those are excuses. If you know deep down in your heart that you're ready to buy your house, because sometimes you're thinking about it, but you're not really ready. When you're ready, you know. There's no more going back and forth. You then put your plan together. Do I have my money? Have I been saving? Have I cut back on the bullshit? Am I, am I sticking to the script so I can actually save this 10 grand, this 15 grand, this 20 grand, whatever it is? Are you sticking to the script so that you can do it? Hey, sellers, you want to sell your house? You want to make some money? Guess what's one of the biggest questions sellers forget about? Where are you going? Have you figured out where you're going when you sell your house? Because you had me sell your house. You need to have a plan because I'm going to sell your house in 30, 45 days. So do you have that plan? That's what I ask my clients. Do you know where you want to go? Are you going to buy another property? Do you plan on moving out of state? Do you know how much it's going to cost for the next property you buy? Do you know how much it's going to cost to move all your stuff? You got to plan ahead. But sellers, sometimes they get into that thing about they want to sell, they want to sell, and they assume that what they want to do next is going to work. No, you got to plan for that. When you know you want to sell your house, part of the plan of selling your house is planning where you're going to go next. Super, super duper important. Make sure your agent has contractors that are licensed and bonded and knowledgeable that can that can take care of the things in your house to get you to that price point you want to sell your house. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you got to go over to Home Depot and Snag you a few guys that can come do some little paint jobs here and there. And that's cool. I do it. I've done it. But when I need professional work done for my clients to sell their house for top dollar, I bring in the big dogs. And their prices are, are reasonable because I, I keep my contractors with work. So I get I get really good prices. 
Make sure your agents have those resources, have contractors, have uh, maids if you need, or housekeepers to come clean the, clean your place before you take your pictures. Make sure you have a professional photographer to take your pictures. Some of this stuff I see online when I'm showing my buyers uh, properties, I'm like, who in the hell took these pictures? And then the poor clients, I be thinking, did they know that their agent has listed their pictures like this? Some of that stuff be looking like a whole trap house. Like, what in the world? Sometimes you just got to clean up before you take your pictures. You know what I'm saying? Get you a ring light. Tell your, ask your agent. You got to, every agent should have a ring light. Have an agent. If you don't, if you don't want, if you can't afford for pictures professionally, which is cool. I, I get it. Ask your agent, do you have a ring light? If they don't, that's a wrap for that agent. They should have a ring light, if nothing else. Get that ring light over to your house. Clean up. Make the bed. Vacuum the floor. Sweep the floor. Clean the mirrors. And get some decent pictures to sell your house. And then for my investors, last but not least, my investors. I love y'all. Y'all out here getting it. Y'all out here, y'all have the mindset already. You putting your money where your mouth is. You're buying these properties. You're flipping them. You're holding them and renting them. Super duper important to have a knowledgeable agent for you for that process as well. If you bought a, if you bought a property and you're getting it fixed up, you should already be talking to an agent or, or either the agent who helped you buy that property should have the resources for the contractors and the painters and the stuff to get that house ready for you within 60 days so that you can get that thing on the market to rent. Does your agent have knowledge of how to get your get get the right um, platforms to, to weed out the people who you don't have no business in your properties, who's not going to pay, who's checking their credit, who's checking their income? Do you have somebody in your corner doing that? Do you have somebody talking to you about the off-market deals? Do you have an agent who can connect you with other investors who may want to do a group deal? We're talking about that big money, the multifamily units. Those commercial buildings. It's so much money out here, it's not funny. Investors, I appreciate you. Thank you for always calling me. Some of the some of some of you guys, I mean some of my listeners, you know, you don't you don't know me yet. But get on in here, get on into this space. Share this with an investor that you know, potential investor. Because we we, we have some good meetings. I've been meeting so many more people on the real estate and investment side since I decided to go with launch this podcast. And I'm telling you, it just makes me so excited. That's why, let me just go ahead and jump on here and talk about this real estate thing because yeah, I do a lot of podcast stuff lately of, you know, various topics, but real estate is one of my passions too. I've been doing it for five years. I've been successful in it. And, you know, sometimes your agents be lying to you. They just not keeping it real, but Angel won't be for real. So you need to listen, take heed, Make sure that you are interviewing your agents before you pick them and, and make sure you know because you hire an agent, you can fire an agent too, just like an agent can fire their client. You get to act crazy, don't know what you want to do and all over the place and won't listen to the advice they give you. Your, your agent can fire you. It don't happen often, but it does happen. But make sure that you out here interviewing your agents, making sure that you're getting the best opportunities you can from the advice that your agents can give you. Okay? That's how it is. 
Thank you for listening. That was a little bit of real estate reality unscripted. Make sure you watch my other podcasts, my other episodes to see and hear what it can bring to your life, bring to your mindset and keep the faith, y'all.